Uh, today's uh, 12 noon episode of the Movie Blues Podcast is sponsored once again by Jenny Walker. Delicious scotch rattling around your glass. But for women, an SJW drink. And I'm drinking, uh, yet again, <sighs> coffee with bourbon, as I do most mornings. <laughs> The fucking. I re-listened recently to. Uh, uh, I don't know. In one episode, you asked what my favorite episode of season one was, and I said Dan on Dan Crime, and you were you were shocked by that info. Mm-hmm. More just disappointed, but yeah. And I am, I am, I am fucking ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to try our best for you people today. Today is our second annual Dan on Dan Crime event. Um, It is the second rated highest uh, sporting event behind the Special Olympics. And um, And right below the Grand Prix of Speed Racer. And right below Grand Prix 43 from Speed Racer. (laughs) Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, every year Dan and I take uh, one special day to completely insult each other. And uh, while we sort of uh, exercised that muscle very strongly with Speed Racer, we're going to try to do it in a more affable way. Uh, But it may get just as dark and fucked, so no no promises for me there. Yeah, it's it's more of like like an interview format where the purpose of the interview is to make the other person's life worse. (laughs) So that is our podcast usually, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, today we're going to um, do a couple things. We're going to, uh, like we said, um, trade jabs at some point. Um, And uh, before that, though, we want to uh, have some of our fans uh, trade jabs with us in a segment I've named Fan on Dan Crime. However... I'm open to any revisions on that. Um, and uh, I, I want to say real quick, though, I want to say thank you to everybody in the group who actually is participating in this, because it's very, it's very uh, gratifying actually having like discussions and feedback. Because contrary to appearances, this thing actually does take an inordinate amount of work. For that, me. For, I was going to say primarily for you. <laughs> for, me, for me, it's more of like uh, mental, mental labor. Yeah, yeah, it's mental labor for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but It's just another monkey on your back. You know, you, know? Maintain, you know, maintaining the website takes moderate effort. Yeah. And coming up with the spiffy descriptions is a solid seven minutes out of my Monday mornings. Yes, thank you to everyone in the Movie Blues Rental Zone uh, for keeping our discussions lively, inappropriate, and uh, geared towards most topics that don't involve the podcast. Um, yeah. You know, after the slow integration happens and you just suddenly realize that you're a fan of this podcast, it might be happening right now, who knows? Um, but uh, until that happens, it's good to talk to all you people. And uh, uh, just- let me tell your friends. Because we need, we, we could use the ad revenue. Listen, that one person that you know on your Facebook whose ideas are terrible, 
and whose opinions on movies are overspoken, pompous, and unnecessary. For most of you, that's me. Direct them towards the Movie Blues Rental Zone. Um, Dan <laughs> and I created a whole podcast out of it. It was like two negatively charged batteries uh, clapping into each other <laughs> in the void of endless depression in space. So uh, that's how this podcast started. Start your own. I mean, we'll yeah. listen too. To- yeah. The uh, the original working title was uh, Two Jews Be Super Jewy Just About Movies. <laughs> um, why don't we start out with some questions from the Movie Blues Rental Zone. Um, and uh, let's see what we called together here from um, our number one guy, Harrison Waxenberg, once again. Um, what is the most harrowing experience you've ever had in your life? Um, I got an answer queued up for this, uh, for me at least. I know, Harrison, you've read my entire book actually about my life and all the harrowing, terrible things that have happened. But there was one thing I did not include. And there was one thing that I actually haven't talked about too much other than like a short story I wrote about it at one point. But I, one time at Dorney Park, um, as all good stories start, um, a lifeguard pushed me. Um, like uh, when I got up to the top of the water slide, he was like, do you want me to f- uh, spin your raft uh, as I launch you here? And I was like, no. And he spun my raft and I went down the first corner into a tube and my raft got stuck like my legs jammed up against the wall and I was just like the perfect positioning to get my full body stuck and I sat there for a minute or two I was like really panicking and then another person who's like a 20 year old guy essentially slammed into me while I was waiting in that tube and it set me so fast going up uh, out of the tube and down the water slide I actually my face crested over the fucking wall of the thing I actually looked down and saw like a thousand foot fucking drop and I was slammed back down on it and like ripped all these cuts on my back because there's separations in between all the pieces of tubing that make up the water side and like it, it's like you know one of those long winding crazy ones and I was just like tumbling down the whole thing and interconnected with this guy and slamming my face and my back all over and I like came down into the pool my dad was waiting for me I was like screaming at the top of my lungs I think that maybe that that was one of my more harrowing moments I think I really thought I was gonna die and still can picture all of it kind of perfectly in my mind and still I'm pretty upset about it so <laughs> there's that one Jesus what okay. about you Dan? the question is most harrowing most moment. harrowing Maybe I should have gone first because none of mine are going to be as fun as that in retrospect. That's going to be the vibe probably for most of these questions, bud. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So one time when I was uh, 16, I woke up to an alarm blaring and I went to find the source of it and it was my father's and he was dead. Yeah, I mean, I knew you were just going to say I found my dad dead. I mean, come on. How many times? That's the only time you get to use that during this episode, okay? It's like a one and done for for you finding your father's corpse. Yes, it's more horrible than any water slide accident. I understand that. We're supposed to be having fun here, okay? You know, I was like, like, alright, what's the second and third (laughs) most ones? And they're like, almost just as dark. So I was just like, my I'll just go for, go for the grand don't slam. Don't be a Pete Davidson, okay? Don't just, like, keep reminding everyone that your dad died <laughs> in 9-11, okay? It's only going to get you so famous before you have to do something on your own merits. Um, I'll have you know that he was still alive for 9-11, so therefore... <laughs> 9-11's irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> That's a first in this podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, what is your favorite scene of male nudity in a movie, also from Harrison? That was from Harrison? Yeah. Okay, should I go first? I guess so. It's like, um, well, when I found my dad, he wasn't wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's the only that's the only one. I'm done. Alright, um... I'm done with that topic. <laughs> the, um... 
Unless uh, one of your questions is like, what do you think about my dad dying? It's not, I would prefer if you yeah, didn't ask me that, but yeah, I feel right. terrible about it. <laughs> Dude, that's really funny. I mean, okay, all right, go ahead. Hey, uh, fuck, what was the question again? Uh, what is your favorite scene of male nudity in a movie? Oh, uh, Harvey Keitel and Bad Lieutenant. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. And then well. I also had, for non-serious movies, I want to say Ken Jeong in The Hangover when he pops that out That is a good trunk. one. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, this is going to be a case where I was swayed by the movie Blues Rental Zone because somebody said oh. Boogie Nights, and it really skewed my ability to pick one out naturally because, for me, Boogie Nights... Really, the thing about it is the nudity is not only so graphic, but it also has a purpose to it. Like, how many times in in movie history do you see a dong and there's a reason, like a specific... Uh, only in the crying game, where well, at the end the woman pulls her pants yeah. down and has a dick. You know, I, have, it's a few I times. have another example of Listen. what was going to be my answer before I said uh, what I said, which was the, the brown bunny. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I've watched that scene more than I've seen the movie. <laughs> That's Vincent, for sure. Vincent Gallo. Have you actually seen the movie? Don't lie. Have you seen the whole movie? No. no me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I've told people I have, I think. Like, at the time, I was like, yeah, I saw it. That scene was well, crazy. I'm just, like, watching it on Mr. Skin preview for, like... Well, we can skip ahead to the question that asks about we, what movies we say we, we see. We just answered, like, 15 of our questions in this question alone. Uh, so thank you to Harrison for those. Those are very good. Um, yeah. Okay, our friend DJ wanted to know if your rash has gone away, Dan. Um, yes. It's coincidental, my dog's rash has also gone away. I don't know which rash he's referring to, but... It's gotta be one I'm, I'm, only he's seen, right? I'm rash-free, so I'm gonna go with yes. Okay, here was a very controversial question from the uh, MBRZ. Um, I don't know how you want to tackle this one, buddy. Uh, but Nick Sequiera said, Something terrible happened at Blockbuster, and now all of your favorite movies have been cursed. You can only watch or listen to any of these movies ever again. You must choose now. Remember that this is the future, so closed captioning and subs have been made illegal, per the Sub and Dub War Treaty of 2023. Uh, so the question is, yeah, uh, if you've only had, if you only have movies uh, that you could either only watch or only listen, what would you do? Mine would 100% be only watch. I mean, yeah, that's mine, for sure. would, mine would be listen. What? Yeah. So you just, it, it, by the way, this is in a world where you could watch a movie without audio and then just like go listen to a podcast or an album. You'd rather never see a movie again with your eyes. Well, so what I'm saying is in this world, both options are so dystopian. I feel immediately I'm not going to have any interest in seeing new movies. So just going back based on the movies I've seen previously, well, any I'd rather just listen to them. dystopian hellscape. That's, that's a valid point. But I mean, it's just like, I don't want to watch a movie that I can't fucking hear any dialogue. But the, however, Speed Racer is pretty, pretty appealing to just look at. Damn. I could watch that on mute and listen to something else. Can we I don't, don't want to just watch, Racer, like, what, what am I going to like, watch Clerks without any sound and listen to some music at the same time? Yeah, I guess that's a bummer too. It just but, fuck most most movies don't but, have cool shit happening for most oh, of yeah, them. Subtitles are illegal, so yeah, right. That's tough, dude. Uh, I I would still say C, but it's not an easy choice. All right, but great, great question. Great question, Nick. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <Can> we, <laughs> anything else you want to say about that question, Dan? You had a lot to say in the zone about it. No, I just I thought it was the same as the question from last time, and then I went back and listened and saw it wasn't, and then that was the end of it. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Elizabeth L. from The Zone says, True story, I was about to fall asleep and sat up with that, oh my god, I forgot to do something feeling. Turns out the only thing was to answer this question. I'm not doing this for you guys, I'm doing it for me so that I can sleep. <laughs> Another, you know. Well, welcome to our entire lives. Yeah, we, this is nothing but selfish acts around here, so we're with you, Elizabeth. Um, discuss amongst yourselves, who's the most complex character in The Haunting of Hill House and why? Um... Oh, right. Complex. This one. I mean, I guess complex, it's got to be Nell or, um, ne but what happens to Nell is complex. Whereas, as a character, the drug addict is obviously the most, I think, complex. The lesbian who just wears gloves, not that complex of a character, believe it or not. That, that, that was my character. That Pretty one dimensional. No, that was my that answer. That was your answer, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of fucking course it is. <laughs> Literally, the character is a cartoon. An SJW facsimile inserted into a show. I uh, will be fair. I mean, she is a lesbian in most other adaptations of the same story, but I, still, I just the gloves and the. Uh, she was like rogue from X Men, but liked girls and was haunted. The reality is that like I couldn't remember Hill House well enough to evaluate it all, but I was like the junkie kid. Really, is just like I mean, I feel like that's just like a one dimensional typical junkie character. Like yeah, you've seen that, that junkie a thousand times. I guess I was just trying to find any character that had a, a trait that I could remember. And then like the brother <laughs> who's like the dick author, like that that character is not oh, that deep either. Like, he, was, he was a dick. Yeah. So like I don't know. Whatever. That's that's a good question. I quite like. I quite. I, I like the show as a collective more than I like any one aspect of the show. Same. But I will say it's one of the best shows I've ever seen easily. Top five. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, All right, let's keep it rolling. On to Mac Macy. Um, he Is that a person? To, yeah, it's my friend Mac from college. Cool. Shout out, Mac. How you doing? Um, Shout out, Mac. What show or movie that you haven't watched do you tell people that you've seen just so that you don't have to listen to them recommended to you? So... Uh, I've been trying. I've been making a concerted effort to actually watch those movies because until a week ago or two weeks ago, the answer would have been The Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> answers would have been like, uh, fucking. So like, if we were drunk and hanging out, Spider-Man, like, and you've seen The Karate Kid, you'd be like, of course. It'd be more situations where people would be like, yo, like, remembering Karate Kid? And I'd be like, yeah, of course, because like, oh, I don't want to okay. sit there and do, yeah. do the whole thing, like, where they're like, what do you mean you haven't seen Karate Kid? That's like, I, I have a co-worker. So my, cur my, my current like, answer is Aladdin. Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Um, I'm not, it's not, I don't care. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Middle Eastern Guys, racism, listen, probably. And, and here's something that you should take from the Speed Racer episode as well, um, is that if Dan is wrong about something... Uh, he doesn't care. Uh, it, it's something that Dan, as, as a perfect force field that I can never penetrate, um, <laughs> just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he just doesn't care. Like, Why would I? If you hold up, you know, things to compare and try to expose him, it just doesn't work. Any any attempt to... Guys, he's strong. He's had a lifetime of practice, so... I just anybody, like stuff. I, I just... Like, anybody take like a crack stuff. at it. Um, I'm down. I'll support you in the group if you want to try to take him down. It just doesn't work. The amount of time that I've spent in my life being upset at like what other people are listening to or like think is good music, I finally hit a point where I was just like, dude, like, like people just like like different shit, and yeah. like everyone's brain's different, and just like you know, it, like fuck you. Also, like right. That's the like, other. Okay, that's part two. That comes well, right behind. He doesn't care. Is fuck yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I like I don't think that you're opinions or like conception of film are any better than mine right we course. just like different things yeah and like 
you know, Speed Racer. Everyone panned it at the time, but I, I had a, I had, a, I had pages more of evidence of people revisiting it and seeing it for the brilliance that it is. Pages. Pages. People, people are, people are coming around. We're not going back into Speed Racer, Dan. That's, a, that's enough. Right. <laughs> um, Aaron Wheeler wants to know lots of things all the time, but today he wanted to know who's hotter, Jude Law or Ewan McGregor. This is hard. Yeah, it's really hard, and it really varies from movie okay. to movie. I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna ultimately <sighs> land on Jude Law. Okay, here's here's the thing. In their primes, okay, Ewan McGregor was more attractive than Jude Law. However, like a the Young Pope needs to be seen. If you are straight, you will become gay watching the Young Pope in terms of Jude Law performances. He's Godly and like an Adonis and like spray tanned and naked the entire show, <laughs> and he's so so commanding in it and so upsettingly fierce in it that like no man will walk away from that show not thinking that Jude Law is a god um, amongst men. So I'm gonna go with Jude Law. Ewan McGregor's kind of like a dork lately. Like what we're gonna get into it in a couple weeks when we watch Doctor Sleep. Um, but what even is Ewan McGregor anymore? Uh, we're gonna get into it. But. So my reasoning was completely different, which was that Jude Law just generally seems weaker, and I don't, I don't want to be like neither of these situations having sex with either of these men doesn't seem desirable to Why me. Why are so you I, picturing I want yourself having sex with them? <laughs> I just like, who's hotter is not who do you, can you harrowingly picture yourself <laughs> fucking? No one needed to t- like in any of my description of Jude Law and the Young Pope. There, I was never imagining me sucking his cock. Like really. Relax. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, for sure, okay. in your description of Jude Law in the, in the Young Pope, that was implied. Yeah, uh, implied for you because it's on your mind, obviously. <laughs> You're getting, like, flogged by Ewan McGregor in your mind right now, which is great and everything, but it's not happening in mine. I'm just picturing him going, uh, Anakin, I trusted you. It's just I, not. Yeah, I went a little deeper with it. I was yeah. like, I was like no, who's objectively you hotter? Go deep. And then I was thinking of, like, them as per- their personalities, and then I was like, all right, well, mm. then, like, now I'm going to go into, You're like, like who what would, would it be? Me like, like, no, I was like, what would it be like to, like, live with them in a relationship? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's even worse. (laughs) People's personalities matter. This question has turned you 100% gay. You are now part of the LGBT community. (laughs) Does that mean I can drop hard Fs now? (laughs) It hasn't stopped us before, but do what you gotta do. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Either way, if I'm going, I'm going to go with Jude Law. Okay, yeah, uh, I am too. Uh, I like he's got, enough, he's, got, he's got he's got doughy eyes. <laughs> it seems like Jude Law in his free time does not look like Jude Law in movies, though. You know, he becomes more puffier and cigarette-addled when he's like not in front of a camera. What about like the remake of Alfie? Have you seen that? With Jude Law, is he the star of that? Am I confusing the Russell Brand remake of Arthur? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Is that the same movie? <laughs> no, it's not the same movie at all. Yeah, Alfie stars, it's Jude Law and uh, playing a role originally paid, played by Michael Caine. It's actually a pretty good movie. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't the movie where Jude Law is like a gangster and is like British and is punching no. people so hard in the face. No, because... no, not at all. This is like a comedy about Jude <sighs> Law being like an ultra rich kid. Yeah, I, I haven't like... seen that. You should watch. I mean, the original is very good but, too. It stars uh, a young Michael Caine. It's it's a quality quality. Cl- it's a classic film. Jude Law and the talented Mr. Ripley, though. Well, yes. 
God. Well, talk man. about things that Dan's embarrassed to tell people he hasn't seen. What 2004's a... remake of Alfie. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I always pick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, for me, it's probably Casablanca. I never answered that question, but like, I've never seen Casablanca. You admitted that literally on the first episode of the podcast. Well, that's because that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> yeah, you know what enough. I mean? The question isn't what have you admitted on this podcast. That is that's a good answer. Oh, you know what? You know what mine would be? How about uh, Gone with the Wind? Fair enough. Yeah, that right. makes sense. I've right. unfortunately seen Gone with the Wind. I, I think I had it on VHS as a kid, which is upsetting. Um, All right. Next. Okay. Um, Aaron Wheeler also wants to know, Dan, right. why are the MCU films more acceptable for Dan Endon to try out than The Lord of the Rings? They're not. Next. That's all you got. (laughs) Dude, it's it's not a matter of acceptability. It's a matter of this is what, like, we ended up talking about, and you yelled a bunch about it, so I'm checking them out. Like... Like, no part... There's zero part of me... There's no comparison. There's no part of me that thinks there's any chance that a single one of these Marvel movies is better than any of the Lord of the Rings movies. I just happen to not have interest in the Lord of the Rings movies. But I'm quite sure they're better than all of these Marvel movies because so far everything like all right I watched Captain America I'm not gonna get into it no we're gonna have to either do an I'll episode or a side piece about it we'll get yeah, there either um, way so but it's just just no the point is Aaron listeners. that you're taking you're taking you're you're highly misconceiving my willingness to watch these Marvel movies I'm doing it out of friendship just know movie blues listeners that there's a secret war raging behind the scenes between Dan and I about these MCU movies um he's he's decided to watch a few to give it a test I don't know if that's gonna work out but we'll get back to you guys um so um what else did Aaron Wheeler ask like a lot of stuff, but you know. We gotta, oh wait, isn't that question he was going on about like the fucking like something about like J.R.R. Tolkien like surviving a war and stuff? Like yeah, yes, like Aaron, like I get it. You're personally offended that I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings, but like I straight up don't care about J.R.R. Tolkien or his origins. Like, <laughs> like, See you guys, guys. I, I, Force field number one. I've, he does I've, not care. I've read the Fellowship of the Ring. I've given it enough time. That's like I don't like I don't have any obligation to anyone to watch these fucking movies. I don't understand. I, I I'm going to chill and watch Speed Racer. Um, so we are going to end with one final question. That question is from one of our best f- uh, friends on the pod. One of our highest esteemed fans, Stephen Lasker, who says that throughout this process, what has been the most rewarding part of the experience of making these episodes? Do you think the maturity of the content itself has more to do with you guys being more confident behind the mic, more relaxed with each other, or a combo of both? The reality of the situation is that what we're doing is somehow, while all we're doing is conversing the way we have our entire friendships, once you put the microphone there and... and there's like an obligation for the topic. It, it's a very unusual and uncomfortable situation that at first I just fucking could not get used to. Right. And over time, you know, there's also an aspect of like, you have to, I didn't realize how much I was going to have to mentally prepare myself for like there at any given moment, like a certain opinion I could give was going to lead to Dan just like yelling. <laughs> Like, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking I was going to have to, like, constantly be def- defending shit at all times. So now I've, like, I have, like, a little regiment. Like, I always have a coffee and, like, 
uh, like I, I I've I have put a lot of work into showing up more like ready to be on my game while getting more comfortable. Whereas we also like you know have the ability to go back and listen to the previous episodes and then talk to each other and be like this is was not good. This is what we need to do differently. This the, the like the first episodes are long as fuck. And there is a reason that they are not so long anymore because we are we're just getting we better at being concise. We are tired of this. And uh, <laughs> you know we can only talk about Star Wars so many times. Um, my answer to this question is that um, you know I think I I came into the pa- podcast as I come into all things extremely rabid, full of opinions, um, totally suffocating to everyone around me, wanting to um, <laughs> wanting to really just exploit my own interests and my own personal opinions. Um, I I think I've learned to share the stage a little bit more. I think that is only a result, though, of Dan's progress on this podcast, which I think that if I were a, a listener to this podcast, that would be what I would be tracking, was kind of where Dan started off mostly unsure of many of the things we did. My enthusiasm has remained at a constant 10 the entire time. His was deeply wavering right off the bat, and I think that it's amazing to watch his arc on the podcast. I think that my arc is pretty steadfast. I don't think I'm any better or worse than this particularly, but I am better at knowing kind of what Dan has in terms of his strengths and how to exploit or attack that or Go, it's basically like, you know, imagine people, if you will, that you were like engaged in an unending argument with somebody for other people's entertainment. It takes a lot of like attacks and retreats and rebuilds. And th- there are many times where I want to push my own agenda very strongly. Um, but I, I think per season two, especially, I've completely just pissed into the wind with the podcast in terms of like uh, in the beginning, I had a very overarching plan about a lot of many things. And now I have very little plan. It was about ins- very few things. It was insane. Um, like, we were at, like, episode one being finished, and you sent me, like, a list of, like, basically what the next, you wanted the next, like, 14 episodes right. to look like. I did do And that. I was just, like, had a panic attack. Um, so really what it is is like I'm kind of just exploding all the time and Dan is like checking in and out of the wreckage and his involvement is really like whether you know whether he wants to be a part of it or not I mean it, it's at this point where his shell has hardened greatly I think and and, and his will and interest in uh, being more brazen and becoming more of an ass and more of a genius at the same time on the podcast. It's its a whole arc. I don't find it too much in myself because I, I don't know if I'm more um, outroverted in my speaking ability and my, my uh, interest in things, but I think it comes from less of a place of emotion and more of a place of liking to fight and be out of control, whereas Dan I think is, is more genuine and I think the listeners hopefully are grasping onto that journey as well, so just want to applaud Dan Enden on all of his recent works on the podcast. Uh, he's becoming very funny and, and he's becoming very confident in his uh, abilities. And this is like watching... Hold on, hold on. Uh, let's make clear. I've, I've always been very funny. Yes, but you had to figure figure out how to direct it for the podcast form, just like I did. I mean, there are there are jokes that I want to make or the jokes that I can or don't make. But yeah, absolutely. It's it's a a matter of choice and restraint. A lot. I mean, I want to I want to give you props for if you listen to the first three episodes, 
you, you like I'm just terrified. do not let me talk. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I was very and concerned. Then after, and then after the episodes, after the episodes, you'd be like, "You really need to participate more." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Listen to the episode." <laughs> Every time I, so now it's, it's like, literally gotten to the point where like it doesn't happen often, but when it does, I just have to do what I did earlier, which was just go rude. <laughs> that's my new uh that's my new like um it's like pavlovian word like yeah. it's like you always show up with just these lists of things that you need to address and you're yeah. just like you're just gonna fucking it's just an onslaught of information and Correct. sometimes I, I need a moment to digest it before i can develop a fucking opinion on it so i, I need agree you to tell with what you were saying that you always came in very agenda driven yeah but like that's why I said at first I was fine. I was comfortable being like the Andy Richter to your Conan, and then as time's gone on with more like effort needing to go into shit right. and like us having to really like plan things out, and as I feel like the podcast has just gotten generally better, I've felt a higher level investment in making my vision known. What Dan is trying to say is. Um the more that I let him speak, the happier he becomes on a speaking podcast. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> All right, people, uh, we're going to dig a lot deeper than that, and uh, we are going to head towards our actual episode. So if you were just waiting to hear your question, if you were just waiting to be named and get some sort of shred of popularity in your own sick, sad, twisted world, well, that's just not going to happen. But I do implore that you listen to the rest of the episode. It's going to be really funny and really hilarious, and you'll find out a lot of things about us that I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know some of you... <laughs> I'm pretty weirded out by a lot of you guys, but here we go. Okay, so this is the part where Dan and I are going to ask each other uh, a slew of interview questions. Um, really, it's like a no rule situation. We did have a couple things we said that we weren't going to go into, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised no, if they still happen somehow. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep some of those rules. We okay. have to, okay. some of some of us have work for people who aren't their fathers. <laughs> nice, that's a good start. If we were on a roast battle and you were Jeff. What's yeah. his face? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the roast master general. Um, all right, Jeff Dan. Ross. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, what are your favorite and least favorite movies we've had to watch for the podcast this movie this season? This season? Yes. Jesus Christ, we really have done some fucking stinkers this season. I'm looking at the list right now. I mean, I really hated Fast and Furious. I was permanently upset by cats. <laughs> I was terminally nauseated by Speed Racer. I was woefully underwhelmed by Sonic. I was disappointed at the great squandering of potential of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I hated Jay and Silent Bob reboot only in as much as I hate anything that Kevin Smith has ever done. And I kind of liked The Hunt, and I thought that The Lodge was fun. <laughs> so I'm going to say that my favorite movie was The Hunt purely because it was fun to watch. And my least favorite movie... 
it's it's gotta be Speed Racer. I enjoyed Cats more than Speed Racer. I gave Cats a 3.1. I gave Speed Racer a .1, which I will eventually uh, renegotiate to like a one. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm gonna put it up as a one because honestly, there is one tenth of it that I do think is palpable. <laughs> I've decided in the interim. So that's my first admission on this one. What about you, Dan? Um, my favorite was Speed Racer. <laughs> And my least favorite was Cats by far. Um, but so do you think the lowest, lo it's a two part question, is do you think the lowest lows of this season are lower than the lowest lows of last season? Oh man. Um, Keeping no. in mind that we watched Yoko no. and the Book wrong. of Henry. Yeah, wrong, no. And Pet Cemetery. 100% the disappointment of. Okay, because here's the thing, people. And we talked about this a lot behind the scenes, right? When Dan and I started this podcast, the intent was not a let's make a bad movie podcast. I always envisioned it. Um, having a lot of complaining because that's just what Dan and I do um, and we could really complain about anything we could complain about a beautiful serene nature hike like it doesn't matter to us like we'll find something it doesn't matter um, but the fact of the matter is in season one we watched bad movies and that hurt and then we tried to watch good movies and that hurt too because they turned out to be bad um, this season has had some mediocre movies uh, Fast and Furious that was mediocre um, Sonic, that was mediocre. Reboot, pretty mediocre. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, underwhelming, which is like mediocre's retard cousin. Um, <laughs> Cats was harrowing and nightmarish, but like I've been through worse experiences than Cats, a la like Speed Racer, which I just finished 25 minutes ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, this season has been just like, uh, you know, less of like oh my god and more of like yeah that's about right yeah yeah totally everything that was bad this season we expected to be bad whereas last season you had seen yoga hoses but I knew nothing about yoga hoses and I was mortified but I also thought that I was gonna like love crawl going into it I thought yeah. that I was gonna love Godzilla going into it and I really it. really liked crawl and just yeah the disappointment we we it was like an ongoing joke with us because it was like everything we're trying just sucks so just keep sucking i yeah. guess like it just honestly the <laughs> highlight of season one for me are just like the movies that are so bad that they're good so yeah cool all right um your turn okay well um you're dead fucking toast it was a tragedy that happened all too soon which famous in the 90s female celebrities accompany you in this blissful afterlife um, for me, it's going to be Natalie Portman, not Circa Leon. <laughs> circa hold, anything but hold, Leon. Hold on, what is the question? What 90s female celebrities yeah. do I want in my heaven? Yeah. Um, okay. Patricia Arquette, Circa True Romance. I mean, come on. And Cameron Diaz, Circa The Mask. Wow. Okay. Um, mine would definitely include Cameron Diaz, Circa The Mask. Um, the second would be, which actually, um, I listened to the first Dan on Dan crime episode literally yesterday and we, she came up in an answer as well for that one. Um, and my second one would be Elizabeth Hurley, circa bedazzled. Oh my God. Nice. And or even, my, or even Austin Powers. I, I was going to say my oh third my one would, would be Elizabeth also Hurley. Also Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> Austin Powers. Nice. Um, uh, nice. And I'd have 
one more, and it would be um, Ricky Lake. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, that was not a joke at all. No, it would be uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good with those three. Oh, you're two, good with two, them. two, two Liz Hurleys and a and a Cameron Diaz. Two Liz Hurleys and a Diaz, people. Uh, well, you're fucking dead again, Dan. Like, incredible. You're, you're super dead this time. You're splattered across the highway like a flip tractor trailer full of hot dogs. You're <laughs> <laughs> These sports aren't necessary to <laughs> Yes they are, yes they are, shut up <laughs> You arrive in the depths of hell Where you are forced to relive One embarrassing day for the rest of your life Repeatedly Which day has the devil chosen? Oh my god <laughs> uh, Yeah, see it's like It's like I don't, I don't want to talk about that <laughs> Um, we're, okay, ha we're no, having I trouble got, here, folks. Got, Neither of us want to actually admit this. Okay, go ahead, Dan. All right, so um, there was a day when I had fallen some on some hard times, like right after college, where I went to my grandparents, um, having just like basically been robbed of like the last money I had to my name which was already very little and I like sat there at the table and basically had to like tell them that I needed money and it was like I got like chastised as fuck and like it was super awkward and embarrassing and like the Jewish guilt was laid wow. on extremely thickly. I am feeling so much better about my choice right now. <laughs> Mine's just the time I shit myself when I <laughs> When I was a kid on the bus, and my mom had to bring me a new pair of pants. That's a rough one. See, yeah, it was awful. The, the reality is, is, I used to shit my pants in preschool pretty often. No, this was no, this was later. This, <laughs> this was college. Yeah. No, this was not college, but like this was during a period of time when, like, in the morning, I'd eat like a bowl of cereal with milk before I went to school. I was probably like seven or eight, and um, I would eat a fucking bowl of cereal and milk every morning, and found out that I was um, lactose intolerant. Yeah, I was getting yeah. sick on the bus every day. I felt like I was going to throw up and shit myself. And one day, I seriously just diarrhea dookied myself. But I mean, you asking your grandparents for money is also harrowing. I mean, I just don't... Embarrassing? Yeah, I mean, that is it's, very embarrassing, but mine's it's more shit-related, so I'm I don't, good. I'm, I don't, good. I'm good. I like, I've made it through I'm life without... I'm fine with my past. Yeah, I've made it through life without, like, any of those, like, generic, like, I want to say I would rather I shit myself of. than ask my grandparents for money. Like, like I, no, you know what? You know what? One time, Cocktail played a gig at fucking Stella Blues in Connecticut, and Kat's mom came all the way up to Connecticut because she has friends there, and they were the only ones there. Because the opening <laughs> band brought a ton of people, and then at the end of their show announced that they were having a free party at their house. And everyone left. And everyone left to go to the party. Awesome, that's really nice of them. And that Shout was, out. oh, dude, that playing that set was, every moment of it was torture. <laughs> oh, I was upset. My uh, mother and father-in-law saw a show we played at Garcia's, but there was also like, there was like probably 30 or 40 people there, but it just looked very sparse. And I felt, yeah. felt weird about it. Would Dan Rather. Oh, you're going, never you're see, going straight to Would Dan Rather? I have them spread throughout. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I went in order of escalation. Okay. Uh, all right. And this is kind of a two-parter. So the second part is based on your answer to the first one. Okay. But it doesn't need a whole discussion. Okay. So would Dan rather never see another Stephen King adaptation or never see another superhero adaptation? 
Uh, superhero, surely. Okay, so now part two of the question is, would Dan rather never see another Stephen King adaptation or never see another Star Trek adaptation? You try to wound me, sir. <laughs> you dig so deep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, I am going to go with Stephen King. Uh, uh, be, I'm going to go with... Uh, not Stephen King. Like, I'm going to go with uh, I would rather see more Star Trek because currently in my life it's a great source of pain and I need it to be rectified. And <laughs> Stephen King has been done to the level where I literally have now seen a two-part live-action It movie and, and a sequel to The Shining in the same, like, year and a half. So, I'm good. Um, we covered all the bases with Stephen King a million times, but, I mean... Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. What about okay. you? I mean, it's obvious what you would pick, so you don't yeah. care about Star Trek or any of the things you asked me about, so fair enough. Good question. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I care about Stephen King a little bit. Okay, you're going to fucking die tomorrow. I'm sticking with the death thing. <laughs> you're going to fucking die tomorrow, Dan. What is the last movie that you watch? Speed Racer. <laughs> no, no, no. Not what is the last movie you'd watch. Like, what's your prison meal movie? What's the final? Oh, what's not, the final? You're, you're not saying literally if I died right now. Like, no, what I would mean, have been the last was, movie. The answer surely movies. may still be Speed Racer. You fucking nerd. But, no. uh, no. What's the last movie I watched? Like, my prison meal movie? What's your fucking the, last the movie? The Big Lebowski. Okay. It's like, no question. That's the same as this you, is, last, last, no, no, no. last this time you asked me my Desert movie. Island movie. No, it's not the same. This isn't. That's not the same. This is literally like, think about it, dude. Like you're gonna you're gonna be put to death. Like yeah. you want to watch something that encapsulates all the ranges of emotion. All this isn't like you're stuck on an island and you're bored. Like which Pamela Anderson movie do you want? No, watch? this is the movie I derive the most pleasure from, collectively. I didn't really pick that. I picked something that I thought would be, like, meaningful to, like, head into the literal afterlife with. <laughs> uh, that, I, see, that seems like I'd be just, like, distracted. I, like, what, like, or, I, like, I'd be, I want something that's going to distract me from what's about to happen. Like, mm, that's not really, that's not really what we're going for here, Dan, unfortunately. We're going okay, for Okay, so you're asking like, me for, like, the most, like, what would be the most profound movie I yes, would want to watch yeah, before dying? Yeah, like, you know, what, okay. what, what's going to sum up everything you've experienced in your life? Like, what is going to really hit home the most? Boys don't cry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baby <I'm> boy. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, give, no, my answer, answer. My answer is okay. schmaltzy, obviously, but it's The Fountain. I just feel like that movie deals with death and like resurrection and like all these crazy themes and it's just like one of my favorite movies and just like would be a good like okay let's go out like you know using my noggin type of movie but it's really kind of like lame when I say it out loud but yeah to be honest mine would probably be The Matrix that would be a pretty good one or like Fight Club Fight Club would be kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you met me? Yeah, so yeah, that's perfect. All right. Yeah. Would Dan rather have a second season of Euphoria or Peace in the Middle East? What is the Peace in the Middle East going to involve? <laughs> like, so in instant Peace in the Middle East, um, no questions asked. Like, give me, and, like, a general approximation. Are we talking like there's going to be a Palestine? Yes, it's going to be a two-state solution that everyone's going to be happy with who lives there. 
Euphoria. Um, and the world will know that you were responsible for allowing this to happen. Euphoria season two, because I will never back down. There will be no equal states. <laughs> okay, your <laughs> turn. <laughs> and I just really want to watch Euphoria. <laughs> it's really good. Some of these questions are just things I want to have on record. <laughs> <laughs> you just like entered that into like an FBI database. Alright, you're getting personal. I have more movie garbage, but let's go a little bit deeper. Once again, I, Yeah, you I don't are, have a... Yeah, alright, go on. Once again, you're about to inevitably die too early. Okay. How do you think you'll be remembered? I think the people who I'm actually friends with, like, not like... My, you and I both have large, quote unquote, social social circles sure. by the nature of the thing, like our our recreational activities. Um, but the people that I'm actually friends with will remember me as a fiercely loyal friend that I feel like I put more effort into maintaining my friendships than most people our age do. Like I'd say, I realized the other day, like with the exception of you, and even it, it's getting close at this point. I don't have a single friend like actual friends that I've made in the last 10 years. 90, 95% of my friends are friends from middle school or high school. Um, so that's how I'd be remembered by the people who matter to me as as just like loyal and like probably like hilarious and a little bit of a dick. Whereas <laughs> for everyone else, I'd probably be remembered, you know, cause like, for someone, there have been people who die that, like, at the time, you're very sad, but then, like, when they're, like, really on the outer edge of your circle, so, social circle, as time goes on, you really, like, just think of them as this abstract notion, and, like, people would probably think of me as just, like, someone who bitches on the internet a lot, <laughs> and, like, would, mm, someone said to me recently, like, how do you have so many, so, like, much passion, passionate knowledge about so many different things that you can get that upset about that many different things. So I kind of feel like that would be the vibe. Just like, wow, that guy is like, knew a lot about movies, but was also really upset about them and knew a lot about politics, but was really upset about it and knew like a lot of, yeah, just like a miser, I guess. <laughs> you want a follow up question? Sure. When people talk about you negatively behind your back, what do you think they're saying? That. That, that, like, I just, I, I'm, like, I'm pretentious, and, like... That's why it's a good follow-up. I mean, it's the same yeah, basic thing. I, ha I have, like, an extremely similar question on here. Um, should I answer it, or should yeah. I answer this one? What do you think? Um, I'll just answer the one you ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have my, literally, okay, duh. So my next, I'll skip my next one, because the third one was... What do you most dislike about yourself, and what do you feel would be the most common response if everyone who knows you was asked? What do I dislike about myself, and what... Well, I mean, it's basically, like, the same what answer. What do you most dislike yourself it's, about it, yourself? It's the same basic answer that I would give to the other question, which is just, like, positives include sort of the same things that you said in, in terms of, like, I would think that people think I'm ambitious to some extent and creative to some extent have accomplished a certain level of good things um, that will be debated over in, in the subreddit on Movie Blues Rental Zone long after I die and uh, um, 
I know that for sure I'm like a, whatever you were describing yourself when you were saying you're like a really good friend, I'm for sure not that. I'm usually, <laughs> I, I'm usually a really bad friend. It's just that people confuse it uh, like many times with me, with many people I've met through the internet and beyond. People confuse my lack of participation and my reciprocation of empathy as, as something more than it is. It's more my problem than it is other people's problems. I just can only really do so much with other human beings. I feel very apart from most human beings on Earth, and it's very weird for me to connect with any human being on any level, let alone some of the social expectations that are asked of me um, in my daily life and beyond. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that I do the best that I can to maintain things with a lot of my friends, but surely I could do better. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're wondering why I missed your call or something to that effect, um, the answer is I got, I got problems. It's because I hit the fuck you button. I got fucking problems. And uh, I work through them by being fiercely passionate and creative about everything that I do. And I, uh, more than anything in the world, my goal is to create things that people will enjoy at any level. Um... So that's all I really actually give a fuck about. That's all I've ever given a fuck about um, in my life in any regard is just I want to create things for other people to consume as I do consume things myself in any format. Um, and that gives me greater joy than most things on planet Earth. So if I, you know, didn't return your fucking email, too bad. Nice. There's a follow up. Um, is what it's what do you why so didn't you, you answer see? my phone call no <laughs> why did you what call you, me back last night what do you see as the biggest disparity between your online persona and your true self and the online persona includes this podcast nothing I want to be totally clear about something that I've rectified as an adult I am every bit the fucking man I am when I am going fucking insane on the internet I 100% am feeling all of those emotions there is no guarded layer there's no aspect to me to which I want to draw emotions out of other people or engage in any conversation with another human being when I say things I'm dead fucking serious bro I am not playing anymore. I was not playing when I was dance fishing. I was not playing when I was fucking people on any number of message boards. I ain't fucking playing. So seriously, do something about it, you fucking nerds. Dan, what do you think? I don't care. I've never seen you get so serious in my whole life, dude. Dude. I need more scotch. I'm out of scotch. Can I refill? From the moment that I finished that question, like, the question mark hadn't been finished being drawn when you immediately were six inches closer to the camera, like, pointing at it. (laughs) You were like, fucking nothing. I want to be serious about a couple things right off the bat. I'm 100%. When I'm writing things in text, that is my true soul out there. Fucking shit up, all right? I don't exist. This flesh shell you see before you is nothing but a fucking mirage, man. I just chugged a bunch of iced coffee, and I don't give a fuck. Like, if you see me out on the internet, fucking watch it. There, there, there are some people there are some people that are listening to this and like carving up a knife Hell when yeah. carved into Hell it yeah. right I got a fucking lot of those over here too they're just you know very soft and pliable yeah I also um, want to retroactively change my uh, my desert island answer to I want to replace my second uh, Elizabeth Hurley with a Susan Sarandon circa is it a circle? It just it doesn't matter. It circa, literally doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. All right. So, 
I think it's your turn for a question. I assume I'm. We can skip the part where I die. I assume I die in the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out of those, dude. <laughs> I'm out of them. <laughs> okay. You meet an alien race. They want to watch a movie to better understand your world. What do you show them? <sighs> I went with contact. I think that's our best effort at describing peaceful human-alien interaction. I would have said close encounters, but that honestly, like some of the behavior in that movie is not okay. So um, I'm going to go with contact. So we're trying. I thought the question was like, we want to most illustrate our world. Yes. Or you're, you want yes. to most illustrate what our relationship with aliens should be. I want like, to give them a sense that like um, we have been researching other life in the galaxy. We're good people. Her story is nice and wholesome, so they get an idea of like familial relations. They get an idea of like uh, you know, okay, I got it. All sorts of things. What I feel like if that's the case, then my Your answer also has to be contact. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, I guess I just trying, means I explained it well. Yeah, I thought the question was like, what movie most do I feel illustrates humanity? Uh, what would you have said if that were the case? Fucking Book of Henry. <laughs> Basketball. Um, all right, Kinda. your turn. Who is the strangest celebrity with whom you want to engage in coitus? Strangest celebrity. Yeah, what's your like? I felt like I one? ran straight to fattest when you said that, but I'm just... that's that's fine. That's what I can be. Just, just uh, everyone's got a weird one. Do you have an answer for this? I feel like I have a weird yeah. one. I'm having trouble thinking mine's, uh, of it. Mine's Rachel Maddow. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like, more people than I would care to admit, but, like, none that are immediately coming to mind. Uh, Jesus Christ. I really, ugh. I guess after this episode, Jude Law. <laughs> hey, nice. Uh, but that's uh, the, the only one that comes to mind. I mean, Harley Quinn Smith for a while, but I don't know anymore, man. I'm really, I'm struggling with that, but, uh. Let's not get into that. My lawyer said don't get into that, so let's go. Okay. So, your turn. Um, a book is written about your life. What is the title and who is the author? Um, hmm. Mine is All the Potential, None of the Effort by Brett Easton Ellis. Wow. That's really fucking good. <laughs> okay, so the title would be... Eh, that could have gone worse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the author would be... Oh, wait, Brett Easton Ellis also wrote Less Than Zero, didn't he? Yes. Fuck. I was about to say whoever wrote Less whoever Than Zero. Whoever wrote Less Than Zero. <laughs> Incredible. Who would you rather have as a permanent, permanent replacement co-host? Jason Cohen or Kevin Smith, but he's always in character as a Nazi sausage? Oh. God, Jason Cohn. For sure. Keep, keep in mind the press and boost in uh in in, in, in uh listens you'd get with Kevin Smith as the you join the Smodco network. Oof, Kevin oof, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Dan Enden. What would Dan rather do? Be banned from commenting on Facebook for the rest of his life. Oh my god. Or have one of your balls 
one of your pinky toes and one of your pinky fingers removed while you were awake under light sedation. Um, not be able to comment on Facebook. <laughs> you pushed it too far. <laughs> well, you're always telling me. Look, in Down Down Crime 1, you said, dude, if it's an easy one where I can just do something in two seconds, that's obviously what I'm going to choose. Are you sure? You, you're positive. That's the choice. I, I play instruments. I need my fingers. <laughs> It like, if, if you stopped at toe, it was, I was totally thinking about it. Like, like so it just pinky toe. So how about just pinky toe? Just pinky toe, I get to keep my nut as well. <laughs> They'll kick you in the nuts really hard. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd probably stick. I'd, I'd take that option. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, your turn. Um... <laughs> Alright, Mon monkey's paw scenario. You instantly forever lose your anxiety, depression, and health issues, but also your sense of humor. Take it or leave it. 100% take it. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm funny at all. I don't okay. care if I am funny at all. But, dark question. <laughs> Uh, would you rather be a Nazi SS soldier or a renowned Palestinian terrorist slash member of the BLO? Would I rather be a Nazi, a renowned Nazi soldier or a Palestinian terrorist? A, a Nazi SS soldier or a renowned Palestinian slash member of the PLO? That one. You'd rather be that one. Yeah. So your, your task would be including just taking down Israel. Instead of exterminating all the Jews. I mean, that I don't want better. To, yeah, I don't want to be either of them, but that's easily the answer, for sure. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'm going to agree with you on that. All right, cool. Your turn. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, um, how would your parents rate you as a son? Sadly, like a ten. Okay. Just because they love me, okay, <laughs> and and see me that I that I hopefully do no wrong other than incriminating myself on a movie podcast. Nice. Uh, mine would be like I don't know, like a six. My my mom thinks way more of which like is I feel high for how little I speak to her. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna make a joke about what's your dad's score. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. I can't okay. bring myself to do it. Would Dan rather me program everything that you watch for the rest of your life, or I get to control your entire body and mind for one hour every six days? The first one. You, you can. You'd rather you reprogram everything that you watch for the rest of your life. Yeah, it would then give you control of me every six days. Do you know how much havoc you can wreak on my life in one hour? <laughs> like, we, like, we might not, like, literally on a weekly basis, there's a chance we end up not friends anymore. <laughs> 
What if I like vastly improve you a lot? If you don't know, I could make like these amazing decisions. I don't know, but I'm not taking that. I'm yeah, the, that's the, a lifelong risk. You had, <laughs> like, and I have to feel like of after a while you would get bored of just like torturing me with shit to watch. But also, like, I could just not watch shit. Like, I'm fine not Fuck! watching things. Like, <laughs> I have other shit I can do, like browse that's Facebook. True. But uh, you know, it's a movie podcast, so yeah. that's really all I can really do. Um, yeah, that was a good one. What could we have done differently to not end up like this? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke question. No, I like that. <laughs> I like that question. Are you serious? It's a great question. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, say it again. <laughs> what could we have done differently to not have ended up like this? Now we're talking about the podcast or us? Us as people. <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. I would say the most critical f- two things for me would have been not to start smoking weed. And the other being to go deaf and never hear any music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Those are the two things that would have made me more successful in life, I think. Yeah. My my answer was also about smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) It is the ultimate uh, crippling uh, element in my life that... uh, uh, I'll never recover from, surely. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough... It's tough balancing my serious questions with my pure joke questions. Um, if this podcast was not specifically about movies, would you be more artistically satisfied? Do you think anyone would listen to it? Um, yes, then no. So you're saying... Uh, yes, you'd be more artistically satisfied, and no, no one would listen to it. Yes. <laughs> those, are, those are fair answers. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with no. Um, and also no. <laughs> I, 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 I like that this is about movies. Um, very much so. It's the only reason I would ever ever do anything as vainglorious as recording myself talking for hours at a time uh, because I have a passion that I've always had since I was a little kid and wanted to be like a movie critic and shadowed with a movie critic as my career day thing and all this fucking nonsense that I tried to do in college and beyond whereas I don't think you have too much of that besides having a, a movie theme bar mitzvah so uh, yeah I mean I know I'm, I'm very much cool with it being about movies uh, I I fucking love movies and yeah. that's that I uh, love all of them yeah. equally I'm except, also cool with it being about speed movies racer. fucking <laughs> fuck that yeah would Dan rather have Colin Trevorrow as a guest on the podcast but, but Joan dies or I'll go she- fuck that bitch up right now I don't care <laughs> serious or, hold on or have Joan as a guest on the podcast again but Colin Trevorrow dies or have, have Kevin. Or. That's so disrespectful to the director of Jurassic World. Okay, just want to say. Or, or have Kevin Spacey as a guest on the podcast, but Joan and Colin Trevorrow die. And what if, in all scenarios, the world at large knows that you are the one who made the choice? Wow, awful. I mean, <laughs> a lot of elder abuse in this question. Um, don't love that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, don't want anything to do with Kevin Spacey. I would love to have Colin on the pod. Shout out Colin. I'd love it if Joan died as a result. <laughs> Not a huge deal for me. 
I mean, COVID-19 is probably going to take her out regardless, so I'm <laughs> pretty much Dude, set. You're, you're still trying to get me to come, get her to come back yes, on Yes! I want her to come back on. There's no way she's going to go through our back catalog, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, she's not... And if she does, like... Wow, that's gonna be awkward, but uh, you know, what is she gonna do? She's an elderly woman. She's not gonna drive to my house. Her agent is gonna join the rental discussion zone and see that the picture of her is part of the heading. <laughs> Highly probable. Highly probable. Right. Have you ever gotten into trouble because of the internet? I into trouble? Yeah. Legal, uh school. Um, I mean, I've gotten, like, letters from, like, my cable provider for using, <laughs> for using torrents. Same. Or, like, my, my parents did. And, um, oh, you know what? One time, when I was, like, 14, my dad found my live journal. Nice. And, and found me talking about smoking pot. And the next day. And I got sent to outpatient rehab. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I was, like, 14. <laughs> Uh, all right. Just preventing myself from making bad, more tasteless jokes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, um, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got suspended from school for, uh, basically, me and Trick Dude were, like, having... <laughs> <laughs> So me and <laughs> for for those for those who aren't familiar with movie blues lord, Trick Dude is someone from Dan's past who used to a do backflips and b have parties where a bunch of boys would sit in a room and jerk off together. <laughs> yes, and he became a Hollywood stuntman, and is actually one of the top Hollywood stuntmans. Shout out Josh, good job, dude. <laughs> We're following your career very closely. Maybe that's what would have had the biggest impact on your life is if you invited more bros over to beat off with. Um, anyway, uh... <laughs> Me and Trick Dude were basically like mortal enemies because we were having like a breakdance competition that was like ongoing. <laughs> that was like ongoing at, at different parts of the school year. Like, you know, every dance we would show up, it would be like, you know, us versus him. And like he could do backflips. <laughs> he could do backflips, but like he surely couldn't dance. Uh, his talents were solely restricted to gymnastics. Um, so we were like kind of destroying him, and he was kind of like a fag anyway. And just like we ended up, um, <laughs> we ended up like fighting a lot about it, and. This girl, Jamie, was, like, interested in him, who she later became a goth cam girl. Um, she was, like, interested in him and wanted to defend him. So she hit me up on AIM and was like, yo, fuck you. Like, you think you're better than Josh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck you, you fucking pussy shit. Keep in mind, I'm 12. I'm, like, 13. <laughs> I'm 13 at this point, yeah. sorry. Um, seventh grade. And I was like, you fucking pussy shit, like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you fucking, like... <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, so, like, we both used every curse word we had ever heard and, like, every epitaph we had ever heard. Yeah. And the next day, she basically printed, like, you could print AIM conversations yeah. and, and, like, copy and paste them. She changed all of her responses and oh left all of the things that I oh said no. and mailed it to my principal and the entire parents' committee of my private school. <laughs> So that happened, and it what really sucked. They called me into my principal's office. My parents were already there. I didn't even know. They were just sitting there. My mom was sobbing. And they were like, yeah, 
you're fucked. And he said, all they said is they pointed at my name and said, is that your screen name? And I said, yes, didn't get to read the conversation. And that was that they suspended me. Didn't see until after that she had changed everything so that she didn't say anything. Yeah, it was whacked. Oh, so, my God. So that girl, fuck you. Later in high school, it was found out that her boyfriend, who was the head of like the theater department or whatever, like she never fucked him, but she would let him do anal. So that came out and went all over the school and was really hilarious. So fuck that girl anyway. <laughs> oh <my> God. <clears throat> <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, it's you, fi- you you finally are the one, you finally are the one who has the worst story. It was really embarrassing and trick dude related, so <laughs> it's technically in the MBCEU. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Would Dan rather continue to be able to play drums or have a nurturing and rewarding relationship with your estranged uncle? Estranged uncle. Hundred percent the estranged uncle. Shout out if you're listening, Stuart Lyons. <laughs> Uh, executive producer of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I'm out here, dude. I'm grinding for, for my art. Please help your boy out. Please, God. Save me from this life. <clears throat> what about you? Oh, you don't have an estranged uncle who's uh, a would, famous TV producer, so never mind. I would, uh, I, I would prefer you stop playing drums as well. Thank you, yeah. That, that really helps in this situation. I appreciate that, Dan. <laughs> Um, what was the last lie you told? Um, that this podcast would be finished being recorded by 1pm. <laughs> I told my mom that I was too tired to go to an Orthodox Jewish social distancing barbecue yesterday. <laughs> Tight. What actress would you most like to get into a fist fight with? Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know why that came to mind first. No, that was my answer, too. (laughs) What? (laughs) I swear to God. I mean, she seems like she put up a good fight. I don't want to just pummel a good-looking person. I want to fight, like, a little bit of a... I want there to be a little bit of a tussle, you know? So she's she's got a lot of moxie. So, yeah, that would be great. If you could change the outcome of any U.S. war, what would you change? This is a tricky one because you have to consider the butterfly effect ripples caused by all of it. Like, because the obvious answer is World War One, but without the Holocaust, like, I'd live in Poland right now, probably. I think you're, or, or I think some, you're like, not thinking sl- outside of the box. Some Slavic. What do you mean? I think I'm. How, how outside the box? You're I would like to still be property of the British Empire. <laughs> I would be fine if we lost the Revolutionary War and America was never created. Okay. I think we are a blight upon this earth. <laughs> uh, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> nice. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the the war in Iraq. So what would the outcome be? Uh, that fucking George Bush wouldn't have gotten elected for a second term, and my like my personal life would be impacted better probably. That like, truly was a bummer, wasn't it? Like, I, f- I feel like the, the repercussions of that are, I'm personally feeling where everything else is very abstract, where I'm just going to be selfish about it if I have that type of control. Well, this is a perfect... And also, I don't want to do anything that's going to prevent my own birth from the, from the outcome. This is a perfectly offensive segue into uh, Dan Enden after two seasons and dozens of hours of content. What do you think of Israel? Um, wasn't it my turn to ask a question? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Okay, I'll answer that after this one. All right, because this is a this is a good one. Do you believe that we should stop encaging Mexican children just for existing? And if so, why do you like when Palestinian children are displaced, orphaned, and ultimately murdered by the Israeli government? Uh, I just feel like the latter just <laughs> had it coming a little more, honestly. <laughs> That's my full answer. Okay. That's my full fucking answer, dude. Okay. Fucking cool. get your shit together. <laughs> okay. So, you, so what about you, you, you fucking terrorist? <laughs> I, 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 I can't answer that question because that doesn't appeal. That doesn't apply to me. But I can answer what I feel about Israel. Fair enough. Which is that it's a really difficult thing growing up in conservative Judaism, spending ten hours a week in Hebrew school after regular school, being inundated with how integral to the core of your being and your existence the state of Israel is, only to then get to the point where you're able to read in your free time and learn what they do and things they've done and things that have been done in the in the name like as an ex- with Israel as an excuse killing in the name of yeah and it's just it's a fucking drag and <laughs> you know i have nothing against the israeli people uh, like israel I, is like the the drunk uncle that you have that says racist things that you still like enjoy like being around but like you you ha- there's a cost to loving it you know <laughs> Um, and that I cost under- is occupation, baby. I, I understand that you feel that way. <laughs> I I feel like it's just like they're at this point just like they're like a mole extension of the United States that is just there to like have us have a presence in the Middle East, and it's just. A diplomatic disaster. I have an issue with their government and their infrastructure. I don't have an issue with the people. That's fair. Me too. Same. I feel the same way. You're alluding to it as if I feel differently than you. Um, I mean, you seem to give them a little bit, lo- a lot longer of a leash than I do. Or do I seem to give barometer. a shorter leash to the people that <laughs> I don't like? It, it's both. <laughs> Except either way, at the end of the leash is a bunch of people dying. Yeah, but it always is in these conflicts, so. Yeah. And you always have to make a choice about which one, you know, essentially you're going to side with. It's not, yes, all wars and yes, all events of that scale, there are both heroes and insane people on both sides of things that vast and spanning literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, but... In a current state that it's in, it's pretty fucked. And I do love the people of Israel and the state of Israel, but at the same time, Jesus Christ. (laughs) How embarrassing. (laughs) What void within yourself are you trying to fill by constantly putting yourself out there in every art form and media platform available, allowing for a near steady source of both validation and public ridicule at almost all times? In other words, why are you like this and who are you trying to impress? (laughs) (laughs) So this is just a personal attack. I mean, you, Dan, you realize that you this also... Is me igno- this is me acknowledging that I've, I've, I... This all applies to me as well. Yeah, okay, all right. Let's get that straight up front, yeah. because all of the things I do, you're, like, half of them you're participating in. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, same answer as before. I just like creating shit, and occasionally people do like it. It has nothing to do with me, personally. I have no value or stock or interest in myself as anything other than 
a um, floating brain creating ideas. Anything beyond that is like part of a simulation that I barely participate in, so <laughs> that just is the only way that I can communicate any of these ideas, and if you like them or have liked any of the things I've done or worked on, thank you. Um, this one's for you, kid. Nice. Well, I dug, I dug pretty deep on this one, so I was thinking about it a lot. And I ultimately landed on that I feel like there's a, there's a pretty common theme throughout people of our nature that I've met, people who have this, this need to put themselves out there and create something, even if it's something that like is totally self-serving or something, just, just be out there with the option of public evaluation. And I feel like for me, a lot of it stems, I, I find a lot of us are, we're, we're kids who are expected to be gifted and make a lot out of themselves. And we're like generally like the like some of the intelligent kids that always were supposed to have a lot of promise. You mentioned earlier the potential, and then you get to a point where you don't reach that potential, and you you have this fucking need for the praise that you were being showered with as a child, and the constant like. But I also elevation. wanted to do all of these things as a child. Yes, I was doing these things as a child when I was. In third grade, I was writing fake Stephen King novels on paper and illustrating them and binding them with pages. So, like, I want to say that there are a lot of people that do all the things that you just described, but for the total wrong reasons. Um, and they do it to, be, to serve their self-image, which they think is important in the now. And I only ever think about things as of not the now, but what I will leave behind. And I want it to be chunks of interesting things. To me, it's like I'm archiving myself simultaneously while announcing things to other people, but that's just, you know, the only way to have anybody talk with you about it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you con one of your best friends into doing thousands of hours of podcasting. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty much spent, man. Pretty much toasted. I have more such as, you know... If you had to write a solo Jar Jar movie, what would be the pitch? Oh my and, God. and mine's 12 Years a Gungan, but I, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 I feel that. I was just looking. I have literally like 10 questions left, but I really just, there's two that I feel like I want to do because they're like more, it brings it back to a lighter place and okay. like more in line with what this podcast is about. I feel like we, we got introspective enough. Because some, some of mine, yeah. one of mine was like, what percentage of your current achievements in life do you feel are earned? <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> but I we think, can, uh, we Dan, can I'm, I'm going to say that some of these questions I feel like you're projecting very hard on, but <laughs> I'm just going to say that up front. I felt that a few times. Like, I'm like, who are we really asking here? <laughs> you or me? Um yeah, that's the name okay, of the game. So, all right, so here we go. All right, so you are granted the opportunity to go back in time and tell yourself one thing. But the time you must go back to is the exact this moment. This is going to be don't smoke weed again. 36 hours. No, it isn't. Okay, you're fine. fucking up my whole thing. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you are granted the opportunity to go back in time and tell yourself one thing. But the time you must go back to is the exact moment you received and opened your acceptance letter to film school. And the caveat is that after whatever single thing you choose to tell yourself, 18-year-old you is immediately shown that the only thing you've accomplished in relation to film is hosting a podcast out of your basement with a person who thinks Lord of the Rings is bad, but Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie is good. A, what 
do you tell yourself wow. in relation to your acceptance letter? And B, how do you react? I don't even know if I can answer that question because it was too rich. You know what I mean? That qu that question had enough going on that I'm not even sure an answer would suffice. You simultaneously trashed yourself and me pretty much equally in that one. Uh, honestly, wouldn't mind just leaving it at that. I mean, that was... Uh, Pretty operatic. I would probably. You told me to dig deep for my questions. <laughs> I would probably say, like, if I had to forward an answer, I would just be like, dude, just kill yourself. No, wait, no, man, like, dude, just, just take a year off and uh, go to rehab. Because <laughs> you started seeing the biscuits when you were uh, 15. So let's 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 erase at least the past three years. Surely okay. get rid of your cigarette addiction. Um, there's things to work on well before the, that. The basic question. The came, basic dude. question. No, the basic question is: Would you still go to film school? Uh, would I still go to film school? Not like. How much am I allowed to tell myself? Um, you're allowed to tell yourself that. The, that, only the, thing the only thing you've ever accomplished in yeah. relation to film is hosting this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure, no. Yeah, for sure, no. <laughs> for sure, okay. turn around, bail out, like, ASAP, for sure. Like, okay. I, first, what, I first would say, what is a podcast? I think that's where I would start Fair at enough. that point in my life and time on Earth. But yeah, um, wow, uh, dark question. That's going to haunt me forever. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, right. I, have, I have one more that I need to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's similar. I, I have no time limit. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I think this is a good wrap-up for what this podcast is. All right, Dan Lyons. You have the option to bring Paul, Wack Paul Walker back to life. The whole world will know you are the one who made this decision, and as such, his fans will idolize you. Every article about every subsequent... I, what is being idolized by Paul Walker fans going to include? <laughs> what, can you tell me what a Paul Walker fan looks like before we go any further? At this point, 2020? <laughs> I, I can't. Like, <laughs> like a guy who what lives in Florida who's like 37 I don't years know, old? but I'm sure they listen to Death Grips. Okay. Um... All right. Every article about every subsequent movie he is in after his um his, fuck, I, I deleted the fucking thing. What's uh what's a uh, resurrection? All right. Every article about every subsequent movie he is in with, after his resurrection, will both reference and credit you for his return, offering <laughs> you an absolute wealth of pre pr free promotional activity and exposure for any pet project of your choosing due to your newfound fame. You suddenly now have an inherent built-in fan base that extends well beyond the small, drug-addled, degenerate subsect of an already existing band's fan base that you currently foster, ma making anything you release inherently marketable and financially viable. Okay. In exchange... All you have to do is watch Fast and Furious every Friday for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter when, but it has to be on Friday, and you have to give it your full attention. Once per year, you can swap out Fast and Furious for The Fast and the Furious, but under no circumstances can you ever watch Too Fast, Too Furious, nor can you ever watch any <laughs> subsequent movies of the franchise, or even read about or be told what happens to Brian, Dom, Mia, or Tyrese Gibson. Do you take this option? A hundred percent. Yes, of course. So you're going to spend every Friday for the rest of your life watching Fast and the Furious. Absolutely. And, okay. and the way that I would parcel that out in my own mind would be just like knowing that this film, it's 
eventual deconstruction on my movie podcast, <laughs> thus linking me to a curse involving Paul Walker's resurrection, is essentially the life bread of what's given me my success. And just like any devout person thanking their God for the riches they've received, I will gladly watch Vin Diesel run across his lawn once every Friday for the rest of my life. <laughs> if it means that when Joyride 2 comes out, it says... <laughs> Thanks to the generous curse <laughs> podcast related benefits of Dan Scott Lyons. Dan. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this uh, <laughs> exhausting experiment that we've uh, thrust upon ourselves. And I'm not talking about Speed Racer. And um, Dan, do you have any uh, further interjections? No, I'm good. That was, that was a bunch of fun. Okay. Bye. And baby.